Praise the Lord. So turn in your Bibles tonight to the book of Exodus, the 15th chapter. And I want us to look at verse 26. This is one of the most famous healing scriptures in the Old Testament. In Exodus 15, in the 26th verse, it says, If, there's a condition here, If you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God, and will do that what is right in His sight, and give ear to His commandments... I will put, or literally, I will permit none of these diseases upon thee, which I have permitted upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. I am the Lord that healeth thee. He still am. He's not the I was. He's not the I will be. He is forever the self-existent one who says, I am the Lord, your healer. He was the Lord, their healer in the Old Covenant. He's the Lord, their healer in the New Covenant. And He's the Lord, our healer, tonight in Hayward, California. So when He says, I am the Lord that healeth thee, the word healeth thee means I am the Lord who mends you. I am the Lord who cures you. I am Jehovah Rapha. The word Rapha there is the Lord your physician. I'm thankful that we've got a physician that still makes house calls. What do you mean still makes house calls? Well, you and I are the temple of God. We are His house and He is over His house. And He is on the inside of us not only to bring forth healing if we're sick, but He's on the inside of us to enable us to walk in this life and to walk in divine health every day of our life. So in this series, we're going to look at three things. Number one, the purpose of this series is number one, to invest our time in the Word of God. Number two, to renew our minds concerning divine health and divine healing. And then number three, to receive healing if a person needs it, or to stay well. Amen. The covenant that we have covers it all. Now let me just quote it to you tonight. Third John 2 says this. And if they want to put it up, that would be awesome. But Third John 2 says, Beloved, I wish or I pray above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So what this is saying, that we will prosper and live in and walk in divine health in direct proportion to our soul prospering. Now your soul is made up of your mind and your will and your emotions. And so it's important that we renew our minds, that we invest the time putting God's word in our heart as a deposit, if you will, and be transformed and changed by this glorious renewal of our mind. Now look with me at Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans, the 10th chapter. Father, I pray that you'll speak to our hearts tonight. I pray that the eyes of our hearts would be flooded with light, that our spirits would be strengthened, and that our bodies would be quickened, even as we just... Feed on your word tonight. 
Thank you for the burden-removing, yoke-destroying, anointing, flowing in every person in this auditorium. We glorify you in Jesus' name. Notice with me in Romans, the 10th chapter and 17, it says, So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So, faith for salvation, faith for the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and faith for healing comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. You will see in the Gospels, that there is this phrase that is in there more than twice, this phrase, hear and be healed. Hear and be healed. Jesus placed a high premium on hearing. Men and women are saved by hearing words. I got saved way back there in 1975 in the spring by hearing the gospel. I heard... I acted on what I heard and I got saved. Men and women are healed also by hearing words. Now look with me in Luke chapter 6 and verse 17. We want to verify this in the word of God. In Luke chapter 6 and verse 17 it says this. And he came down with them and stood in the plain and the company of his disciples and a great multitude of people out of Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon, which came to do what? They came to hear him and to be healed. Not just coming to be healed, but first of all, coming to hear. It's important to hear oftentimes before healing takes place. Now we don't limit God. We know that He is the God of miracles and we know that He can do anything He wants to at any time. But by and large, the way that God's Word works, it's incorruptible seed. It goes into the heart of men and women and according to what that Word seed is, it produces a harvest. So place then a high premium on hearing the word. Come to hear and to be healed. Come to hear and to stay healed. It's a good thing to stay healed. Our life is governed by what we believe. You see, what we believe has been largely determined by what we've heard. I mean, as a little boy, I heard a lot of things that weren't true. And so I governed my life by the things that I was taught. But how many you know, whatever you're taught's got to line up with the Word. It cannot just line up with the traditions of men or religion. Because as well-meaning as people are, people can be deceived. And that's why we need to be scriptorians. Because in the mouth of two or three witnesses... Let every word be established. So faith then comes by hearing. My faith cannot exceed my hearing. I cannot, we cannot believe beyond what we have heard. You think about Jesus. When he was walking this earth, he went about doing good. 
and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with them. You know what? People heard. The woman with the issue of blood, when she heard of Jesus, she must have heard something about Jesus. She must have heard about miracles and healings taking place everywhere Jesus went. When she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she activated her faith and said, if I may but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. She activated the virtue. She activated the power by what she believed. And what she believed was based on what she heard. Oh, people need to hear this glorious gospel. People need to hear about Jesus. People need to hear about the Lord. You know, there's a lot of really good people outside of these walls that don't know Jesus. Now, there's a lot of rascals out there too. But there are a lot of good people that if they were just introduced to a living epistle like you, if they were just introduced to a person that lived this gospel out like you and me, I tell you what, they'd get hungry and they'd get thirsty for the truth. And you you have the truth. And here's what happens. When people get the truth, hallelujah, it sets men and women free. Oh, amen. Glory to God. There's a lot of people that need Jesus. So I, I think that we should not get so enclosed in our Christian cocoon that we don't have any outside potential and opportunity to share Christ with people. You know, it's, it's great, it's wonderful to be able to come to church and we have a great church and it's, it's awesome and it's wonderful. But our life is not just in this building. Our life is outside of this building. Oh, glory to God. You know, one of the things that I've learned during this process with Brenda is there are people that are really good people that are just one step away from receiving Jesus. And not only that, but there's a lot of born-again, spirit-filled believers out here. We had one of the lady from Visiting Angels come and do a little assessment of our home and we're thinking about getting a little extra help in the home. Maybe, maybe not. We're just kind of processing it out. But this gal walked in, African-American gal. She's from Ghana. You could just tell there was something about her. And so she's up in the bedroom and, and we're talking and chatting. I said, well, you know, we're pastors. She lit up. She said, pastors? I said, yeah, we've pastored the last 36 years at Heart of the Bay Christian Center in Hayward. She says, well, I go to Shiloh. Woo, glory to God. She had a precious spirit. And I tell you, at the end of our assessment, at the end of the interview, we were all sitting there praying in tongues. <laughs> it was an awesome thing. I mean, that lady was so full of the Holy Ghost. It was awesome. Oh, Hallelujah. Don't let opportunities pass you by. There's people that need the Lord. Amen? So faith then is based on the most solid foundation in the universe.
the word of God. In other words, what God says is God speaking to me. Say that with me. God, what God says and what God has said is God speaking to me. Well, I wish God would speak to me, people say. Open the book. Open the book. This is God speaking to you and to me. And these words are life. And these words are light. And these words will enable us to live and walk in the life of God. Somebody say amen. Amen. So whatever we believe has got to be based on what he said. Amen. Brother Oral Roberts said this. How many of you have ever heard of Oral? Oral's been in heaven for quite a few years. It was a blessing. We, we were able to go to his living room in Newport Beach and have him pray for Brenda. He prayed for Brenda and I. In his older years, he would bring young ministers in. And we got invited to go. And Ricky was there. And Brother Oral just laid hands on both Brenda and I. It was just an awesome experience. But here's what he said. He said, we have to hear something seven times in order to get it. I don't know, you know, the number, whatever, but that's what he said. A man asked Brother Kenneth E. Hagin, another great man of God, <laughs> he asked him why he keeps teaching on Mark eleven twenty three. Brother Hagin responded by saying, that he'd move on to something else when he, when he got it. <laughs> In other words, when you get it, we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Oh, there's a whole lot there, Mark eleven twenty three, to be seen. Say it with me, there's more. More to be seen. More to believe. And more to receive. Now let's get into the crux of this message right now. Let's look at Matthew 13. Matthew 13. And uh, we'll notice here in verse 15 and verse 16. I believe that we receive a new level of understanding in this church. I believe that I receive and I trust you're believing too for a greater comprehension concerning the power of God To heal not only your body, but the power of God to heal people in our lives. Now notice with with me in verse 15. And I want us to uh, pull it up here if we could. Matthew chapter uh, 13 and verse 15. And let's, let's go ahead and read this together. Ready? Read. For this people's heart is wax gross, and their eyes are dull of hearing, and their and their eyes they have closed. Lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. Now let me read it to you with a little bit of a paraphrase concerning divine health, divine healing. For this people's heart is wax grossed and their ears are dull of hearing and their eyes they have Closed, lest at any time they should see God's word about healing with their eyes and hear God's word 
about healing with their ears and should understand God's word about healing with their heart and should be converted to God's word about healing and I should heal them. Now look at the amplified version of this particular verse. The word convert there, by the way, means to completely change. Dullness of hearing. Somebody says, well, I'm having a hard time hearing. You need to pray about it. I think we should get the spiritual wax out of our ears. Whatever it takes to get the wax out of our ears so that we can hear. And here's one way that you can do it. This is one way that I do it. As I say, Lord... I ask you today, give me ears to hear. Give me ears to hear. Not talking about the ears here, but I'm talking about the ears here. How many times did Jesus say, he that hath ears to do what? To hear, let him hear. Men and women will not hear unless they have ears to hear. Men and women will not see unless their eyes are open. We just read in that verse, their eyes they have closed. It's just as easy to open your eyes as to close your eyes. And so what I do on a regular basis is I say, Lord, give me ears to hear. I open up my spiritual ears. I open up my heart to what you have to say to me. And then, Lord, give me eyes to see. May the eyes of my understanding be enlightened. Amen? And I'll tell you what, it works. (laughs) Prayer works. You pray that on a regular basis, you'll start seeing things you've never seen before. You'll start hearing things you've never heard before. I mean, you'll see things in scriptures that you've looked at for years and years and years. And you've had a certain amount of revelation, but more revelation will open up to you as you continually pray and open your ears and open your eyes to what God's got for you. Come on, somebody. Verse 16. This is a good confession to make. But blessed... Are my eyes, for they see, and my ears, for they hear. Put your hand over your heart and just pray this with me. Heavenly Father, I refuse to be dull of hearing. I refuse to close my eyes. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would give me ears to hear. And eyes to see. And I declare this night that the spirit of seeing and the spirit of knowing is coming upon me right now. I have the spirit of seeing. I have the spirit of knowing. What I know not, he's making me and helping me to know. What I see not, He is helping me to see. What I need to hear, 
He is helping me to hear. Ooh, glory to God. That's happening right now. That's happening right now. It's happening right now in your life, in my life. Oh, it's taking place. Amen. Glory to God. So he says, well, would you just give me a prophecy and tell me what I'm supposed to do? I can't without the Spirit of God involved in it. And not only that, in the New Testament, the New Covenant, prophets and seers are not called to tell people what to do. They're basically called to confirm what a person already may have in their spirit. Don't wait on super duper to come to the church to get a word from me. I got news for you. Super duper is already here. And it ain't PT and it ain't me. Super duper is in the house. His name is Jesus. The Holy Ghost is here. Woo! Glory to God. (laughs) Amen. We do not come up short in anything. You and I come behind in no good thing. We're fully equipped with the gifts of the Spirit. We're fully equipped with the anointing. We're fully equipped with the unction. We have everything that we need on the inside of us to be a success in life. Believe that. Be confident of the greater one that's on the inside of you. Say it with me. I'm confident of this very thing. He's doing a work in my life. Amen. Now here's what Dad Hagen said. He said, when you know that by his stripes you are healed and you know that in your spirit like you knew, no, two plus two equals four in your mind, the devil will no longer have any authority over you. Then he goes on to say, he said, the way to know that in your spirit is by meditating upon it with your mind until it filters down into your spirit. Then you will be certain and then you will be sure. Amen. Certain and sure comes through meditation in the Word of God. How many of you are cold in this building tonight? Raise your hand. Let's do something about it, guys. I can sense it. I can feel it. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to see people shivering. I do have a PhD, though. Yeah, come on. I praise him daily. Come on. <laughs> I do. I do have a DD. Somebody says, you're a doctor of divinity? No, I'm a devil driver. I cast him out. I don't know about some of these doctors around floating around. I think they got it from a Wheaties box or something. <laughs> Somebody shout glory. glory. Say with me, for the Lord is good. The Lord is good. <laughs> and his mercy endureth forever. 
<laughs> Say it again two more times. For the Lord is good and his mercy endureth for uno mas. For the Lord is good. Amen. Glory to God. I believe this that every one of you ought to have a hallelujah hallway in your house. Amen. Or a glory closet or something. To where when you get happy, you can just run down Hallelujah Hallway. I'm telling you, Brenda's been strutting down Hallelujah Hallway lately. You know, I was trying to be romantic with her the other day, you know. And I said, hey, baby, you want to take a cruise down Hallelujah Hallway with me? (laughs) We're having so much fun. Hallelujah. A merry heart. Doeth good just like a medicine. So ha ha ha. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So what do you say we get immersed? What do you say we get saturated? And stay that way. Saturated in the spirit. Soaking in the glory. Meditating on God's word. Letting it dwell in us richly. Opening our mouth where creative power is coming out. Devils are running. Angels are moving. Healings are taking place. Glory to God. And money's coming in. Amen. 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 Why not? That's right. Amen. That's one of the things I like about being around guys like Brother Moore and Brother Copeland. Brother Copeland just had that uh, Southwest Believers Conference. You guys were down there. Several of you were down there. That's a saturation. You, you hit a saturation point by Monday afternoon down there. And you just get so full. That's the will of God. Amen. Everyone say it with me. Filled, Filled with all the fullness of God. Fullness of God. Amen. Amen. So... You know, if, if, if people struggle with these truths, they just need to be convinced of them. To experience a change in their belief system concerning divine health. It is God's determination for everyone in this place tonight to live in divine health. The Lord spoke to a man of God many years ago, and it's a word straight from the throne. And that is this, I want my people well. I want my people well. And I will add this, because his people have things to do before he returns. And it is well people, and it is strong people that do know their God and will be able to do great exploits. Amen? Amen. Then he went on to say this. He said, my people are not the sick trying to get well. They are the healed and Satan's trying to steal their health from them. Think about it that way. We are not the sick. We are the healed. How do you know that? Well, I know that because of what 1 Peter 2.24 says. 1 Peter 2.24 says, Who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, 
that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness. The end of that verse in verse 24 is this, by whose stripes... By His stripes what? By His stripes you were healed. Now let me ask you this. Is you were healed future tense? It's past tense. You've all heard of Fred Price. He's well into his 80s right now. But Fred says this. He says, if you were healed, you are healed. And if you are healed, you is healed. I like that, don't you? I was. I am. And I forever will be. Glory to God. Now, to receive our healing, to walk in divine life and divine health, it has got nothing to do, I want you to listen very carefully, it has nothing to do with God's willingness to heal. It has nothing to do with that at all. Because the work of healing is complete. Now listen to this statement. It has everything to do with our capacity to receive the work that Jesus has already accomplished. Now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to God's power that is at work in us. Amen? Amen. Now go quickly over to James chapter 1. James chapter 1 verses 5 through 8. James the first chapter. The fifth verse through the eighth verse. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men, how so? And upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in doubt. Let him ask because he's not sure. No. Let him ask in faith. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So until we are fully convinced of God's will, there's no sense of asking. And that's why, and I'm not being critical, but that's why a lot of people, a lot of elders, so to speak, when they pray for people for healing, they will pray and they will end their prayers with these destroying, faith-destroying words, If it be thy will. Lord, heal Brother Charles. We don't know whether it's your will or not. But heal Brother Charles if it be thy will. It sounds sounds right, but it's wrong. It it, it sounds, okay, that's reasonable. Because we never would want to assume God's will concerning Charles's healing. Because we're not supposed to know the will of God. The will of God is mysterious. 
His wonders to perform. Folks, this is happening outside these walls. Lord, fill Raul with your spirit, with the Bible enemies that speaking in other tongues, if it be thy will. Now, we wouldn't say this. We wouldn't say, Lord, save Brother Luat, if it be thy will. If it be thy will, Lord, save Brother Luat from going to hell. Well, that sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? It's just as ridiculous to say, Lord, fill Raul with the Spirit, if it be thy will, and to say, Lord, heal Charles, if it be thy will. How can you say that, Pastor? Because in the same day, in the same body, on the same tree, on Calvary's cross... He not only was wounded for our transgressions, but with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. It is the will of God, and it is the plan of God. Verse 6. But let him ask in faith. So get fully persuaded. And stay that way. Because there'll be things that come along to try to rob you of that. Now I'm going to stop right here. I'm going to say something that's really important. Never ever base your faith on someone else's experience. Are you listening to me? Never ever base your faith on Pastor Mark's experience. Or Pastor Tom's experience. Never base your faith on that. But always base your faith not on what happened to brother so-and-so, not what happened to sister so-and-so, but base your faith on what happened on Calvary's cross 2,000 years ago. Base it on the Word of God. In other words, that's making God's Word your final authority. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's so important. So important. Because if we're moved by what other people are experiencing, it can move us out of faith into doubt and into wavering. Okay? Now notice this. Verse 6. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. That word wavering there is another word for doubting. Everyone say nothing doubting. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive, what? Anything of the Lord. Now read verse 8 with me. A double-minded man. A double-minded man is unstable. Now let me give you a definition of what double-mindedness is. It means to vacillate. It means to be two-spirited. Double-minded means to stagger, to hesitate, to doubt, to wonder, to question. And I believe what the Spirit of the Lord is saying is this. 
we must become so single-minded that it is God's will for us to be well. That there's no question, there's no doubt, there's no wonderment, and there's no staggering. If a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, listen to what a single-minded man is. Anybody interested in being single-minded? When I married Brenda Raylene Edwards in 1977, I was single-minded. When I said I do, I meant I do. And I tell you what, I still do. I'm single-minded. I'm not distracted by other women. Not distracted by other females. Why? Because I'm single-minded. I got my eyes on my baby. Here's what a single-minded man or woman is. They're stable. They're established. They're rooted. They're grounded. And they're anchored in all of His ways. And that is including God's will to heal your body. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. We could go further, but I just sense in my heart that that's enough for right now. Let's all stand up right now. Glory to God. I'm going to ask the musicians to come back just for a few moments this evening. Glory to God. Raise your hand toward heaven. And say with this with me, I know, I know God's, will God's will and God's plan, and God's plan is, divine health is divine health for me. For me. And this is the confidence, is the confidence that, I have in you, that I have in you, that if I ask, if I ask anything, anything according to your will, to your will you, always you always hear me. And since I'm positively... And absolutely sure that you've heard me. I know that I have in my present possession. I know that I have the petitions and the answers to my prayers. Glory to God. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. Just thank Him. Thank Him that He's brought you this far. Thank Him that He's kept you so far. Thank you that He's going to keep you all the way. And take you all the way home. Into His glorious, glorious presence. Every day. Every day strong. Every day healed. Every day blessed. Not wavering, not staggering, but just like Abraham, we are fully persuaded. Woo, hallelujah. Fully persuaded in the promises of God. Hallelujah.